Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, this is John Dorsey, co-executive producer of Superhuman Public Radio and the voice of Ethan Schwartz. I wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of SPR. The series is called The White Vault a horror audio drama set in a remote Arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station. Now, if you're fans of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, this show is for you. Now, this series is complete, so if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, on to the show. This is SPR. Congress has passed a new resolution to combat a dangerous new trend among America's unpowered teens. Dipping has been gaining nationwide attention as hundreds of young people have been hospitalized after bathing in nuclear waste, hoping to gain powers. That was Wenling Chen reporting from SPR Seattle. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Deidre Wilson. The results of Cosmos versus U.S. Attorney General is expected later today, ending almost two months of uncertainty for one of the Earth's greatest heroes. In anticipation of today's ruling, the White House Press Secretary Jill Wessel issued this statement. The president wishes Cosmos luck in his hearing. He feels that for all of the media attention and commentary, that the system is working exactly as it should. Miss Wessel? Look, if Cosmos is able to convince the courts that he belongs here then he'll be welcomed, the same as any other alien invader. However, in the meantime, since President Ames' order has been in effect, America is setting record lows in crime rates and villainous activity. We can say that this policy is working. And those that oppose it are inviting this planet to become a rest stop for any sort of parasite, monster, or humanoid. Luckily for us, this is a country built on the law and each executive agency will see those laws enforced, no matter who breaks them. Ms. Wessel, what are aliens Wessel, without home planets supposed about- to do? While the country waits in anticipation, Cosmos's attorney, Phil Axiom, has continued to pass along Cosmos's message of hope that this trial has opened a window into the plight of many aliens like him who have no world to return to. That was Deidre Wilson reporting from Washington. It's 73 degrees here in Paradise City, Coming up next is These American Supers. Sam closes their eyes and points off into the distance. You can tell they're drawn to something. Who are you thinking about right now? Katrina Roberts. From third grade, she used to play hide-and-seek with me. I bet you were pretty good. Oh, I was a god. From QSPZ Baltimore, it's These American Supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. With the nation holding its breath on the result of Cosmos v. U.S. Attorney General, it seems that everywhere you turn, people are discussing the issue of alien rights. It has been an extraordinary and uncertain time for many of our fellow citizens. 
So today on our program, Aliens in America. Act one, the alien hunter, Haley Frond, has the story. Sam Danieluski can find anyone, anywhere. All you have to do is show them a picture and they'll lead you straight to the person. It's not exact. I can get it down to like 10 yards. And it's not like I see it on a map in my head. It's like I'm a compass, and when I think about it, I just... As an adult, Sam put their powers to good use, working search and rescue with the National Park Service. Before I joined, about 1,600 people a year would get lost in national parks. They'd recover about half of them. (laughs) Once I joined, we got that up to 100. You mean you'd save 100 more people? 100%. We got them all. Wow. Yeah. We'd get faxes coming in from all over. 20, 30 a day sometimes in the summer. But it was great. I had my own space, a little team under me. We did good work under the radar. Well, until 7.20. Manhattan is gone. There's no signs of radiations or explosives. It's just gone. It was the biggest search and rescue operation in the world. They had us divided into seven camps. There were other diviners in the field. But really, it wasn't hard to find someone who needed help. These camps of psychics came alive in the days that followed as the list of missing continued to grow. Relatives, friends, would come into these camps trying to find out if their loved ones were still alive. Unfortunately, my power doesn't work that way. I mostly help them find the bodies. By the end of the week, Sam had helped to locate over a hundred survivors. Which was something. I try to think about the good we were able to do, and not about the bad news we had to deliver. And we got a commendation from the president. That was something. Sam spent the next year or so back in their office in Boulder. But from time to time, something unusual would happen. I started getting these special case files from outside the department. Green files, we'd call them, because that's how they came when they delivered them. And what were they? They said they were missing person files. And they were a little harder for me because the green files were usually people in cities. But I found them. Pretty soon, they brought in a full-time liaison and we worked out a system. And it felt good. After 7.20, I was looking to help as many people as I could. And the green files kept on coming. Soon it was half my caseload and it kept growing. How many of those green files would you say you got over the years? In five years, it was over... It was over 20,000 people I helped them find. But then there was... (laughs) Lei Bia. She was a green file that was brought to me in 2016. The files for kids stick out. I found her right away in New Orleans and got the confirmation that they found her safely. But with a name like that, it sticks in your head a little. It was a couple months later when I brought her up at a party and I thought about her. I normally feel the person, you know, east or west. This time it was up. They had pinged her off-world, which, as you can imagine, was unexpected. And that made me curious. Usually after I find someone, I just toss the file in the outbox and the liaison would collect them at the end of the day. But I started keeping some of them in my desk after they were found. And in the next few months, it seemed that a lot of them were going off-world or to the same building in El Paso, Texas, which was an ICE detention center. Sam realized that they were part of an effort by Immigration and Custom Enforcement's Space Invaders program. 
This was a wide effort by ICE to locate and deport illegal aliens from other planets, which is hard to hear considering Sam. I'm an alien. My grandparents came here as refugees in the 50s from the Kuiper Belt. That's where my powers come from, and they knew that. Once I found out about the detention center, I went to Amber with it. Amber Wallace, their liaison. And to her credit, she told me straight out that I was right. She thanked me for my assistance and left. Honestly, that thank you nearly killed me. Shortly afterwards, Sam left the park service. I couldn't do it anymore. That office had just become polluted after that. I took some time off. Sam runs a nonprofit that focuses on reuniting families with lost loved ones. They named it Compass after the call sign Sam received on 720. I wish I could say I found some way to make it right, but how do you balance the scales on that? 20,000 people. I check in on the handful of files I kept just to feel them moving. Not all of them do. segment was produced with the help of regular contributor Haley Front. We'll be back with more of these American Supers after the news break. Support for SPR comes from Ambi Optical. Keeping your identity secret can be a handful. Wearing a mask or cowl can be even worse. That was why we created Ambi Optical Glasses. Stylish, comfortable glasses that keep your identity secret by causing face blindness in everyone you meet. Just pop them on and presto, no one will give you a second thought. In fact, we're so confident in our product, we guarantee your own parents won't be able to recognize you. Available in prescription and blue light filtering frames. Ambi Optical Glasses, because masks are sweaty. Please do not look in any mirrored surfaces while wearing ambi-optical glasses, as the face blindness properties may cause you to temporarily forget your own identity. In some cases, this has been permanent. See website for details. Live from SBI News in Washington, I'm Deidre Wilson. The Heroic Legion has narrowed its search for Tower 2 down to two cities, Los Angeles and Seattle. While Los Angeles welcomes future development from the Legion, residents of Seattle have taken to the streets in protest at Legion outposts across the city. Seattle is only one of the many cities that have become resistant to the Legion's presence in recent weeks. A nationwide poll of 800 Americans found that trust in the organization has fallen since the imprisonment of Cosmos and the Babylon incident. To learn more, we spoke with Beth Campbell, partner at American Research Media Specialist. The Legion hasn't seen approval numbers this low since the vigilante riots back in 1977. Back then, it was an issue of public trust, rectified by heroes registering with the state. But now it seems to be an issue of celebrity. Cosmos changed things. He was the poster child for dependability. People trusted Cosmos and felt safe with him. But now it seems that without him, the Legion just doesn't carry the weight they once did. The Babylon incident is a tragic example of that. They would have to find someone as popular as Cosmos to regain the goodwill that's been lost. 
The president cited the polls in a tweet stating that organizations like the Legion bear responsibility for violence brought on by aliens like Cosmos. The heroic Legion declined to comment on this protest or the president's remarks. That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City, and now back to These American Supers. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes. Maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to These American Supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. Moving to a new city can be difficult. Moving to a new planet is an entirely different matter. Tom's Tom's rhymes on the subject. A wise man once said it's not that easy being green. I'd like to argue it's actually quite easy to be green. It's everyone else that has a problem. Perhaps he was speaking on being a singing frog. I am not a frog, nor can I sing, nor am I a man. At least not in the traditional sense, but I am green. Specifically, I am olive, which was meant to help me blend into my environment, which of course was very helpful on a dead planet colored red, and even more useful in a city made of gray and trash. I do, however, look stunning in black. No, being green is not hard. It's my height that's the problem. Stairwells and doorwells and elevator cabins are all zoned for humans 5 feet 9 to 6 2, not Martians spanning 7 feet 5 inches. Point to. Which, now of course, leads me to shoes. Have you ever had nothing to choose? No big and tall nor JC Penny has had my size, so now I am stuck wearing whatever arrives. On Mars, if you could believe, I was quite stylish. And on Earth, well, despite my size and green disposition, I fear I'm ordinary, pedestrian, quotidian. A run-of-the-mill olive alien amidst the exquisite. So onwards to work which is not clad in spandex, but summed up in numbers, flowcharts, and index. That's right. Though I am strong, tall, and can turn into goo, I'm just a CPA. I'm quite good at it, too. The days can be quite long and dreary, and none of my clients are people I'd query, but it earns me a living so I can feed my cat. 
and pay my apartment rent and the occasional hat. So at quitting time with the rest of the people, I pack myself into the L train and apologize to the rabble who are wedged in there with my knees in their kidneys and my rear at their face level. Back at home, my husband asks, how was the day? And I answer with, fine. And he with, okay. If this doesn't strike you as passion, you'd be right. But after 15 years, am I supposed to alight every time I see my betrothed? So if you were to ask me, is it easy being green? I tell you, yes. But I warn you, I can be quite the queen. That was an excerpt from Gay Earthlings Are From Earth, Gay Martians Are From Mars, his new book of essays, available wherever books are sold. That's our show today. We'd like to thank Sam Danieleski. We'll have a link to their nonprofit, Compass, on the SPR homepage. They're always looking for volunteers. We'll be back soon with more of these American Supers. Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Deidre Wilson. We're moments away from Judge Leonard DeVolo's verdict on the case of Cosmos versus U.S. Attorney General. I'd like to begin this by thanking the defendant for his service to this country, for being a role model, and for his cooperation with the proceedings today. As Cosmos has been in the United States illegally for over 30 years, with ample opportunity to come forward and naturalize, it is this court's decision that Cosmos be denied amnesty and be removed within 30 days. Unless this decision is appealed to a higher court. Uh, That was a live ruling of Cosmos versus the U.S. Attorney General. We will be back to discuss the ramifications of this. Please... Stand by. That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from Washington. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark, with additional producing by Brendan Sokler and Carla Lerner. This episode features the talents of Akia Wilson, Connor Maroney, Danielle Cohn, Henry Packer, John Dorsey, Lawrence Davis, Molly Downs, Sabina Friedman Zeitz, Sarah Allen. Steve Hayes, Tiffany Clifton, and the SPR Players. With special thanks to Brenna Colleen. The SPR main theme was composed by Rock Lee. Other themes were composed by Steven Munoz. SPR is directed and edited by Maximilian Clark. SPR is supported by listeners like you. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. You can also support SPR by heading to Patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Patrons get access to ad-free episodes, interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. For more, head to SuperhumanPublicRadio.com. Coming up next, is it a good idea to expel Earth's mightiest hero from the country? No, no, it is not. (laughs) An investigative report. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, moon base, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. 
I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps. The bits they'd forgotten about are thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out. The final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta, out.